Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happy to be here, man. Seriously. No, this is good vibes. I like this. Two black buttons. Let's do it. Man, that's what we're we trying to do. Huh? Yes, yes. I said, how that shit zooming in like that? Oh, on Hulu. Mine's or yours? Oh, dizzy. That shit just zoomed all the way in. That was hard. Oh, he got a good camera. He got that good, he got that good stuff. Move to the side, move to with me. Move to the side. Oh, you got a motion camera? Yeah. Yeah, cause I saw it zooming all the way in. And I was like, what are you yeah. doing? No, we got to do that, man. We got to take it. Hey, up. that's what I told. Hey, I did tell him that. So he, <laughs> he just bought a camera. It, it, we thought it would be here in time for today. Yeah, we're gonna borrow it. step it up a little, but uh, look, welcome, to, welcome to the podcast. Like I said, man, uh, everybody listening, this is a legend right here. Uh, all you youngsters we have on the show, you know, you, some of y'all might gotta do y'all homework, but uh, this is this yeah. is this this is uh. No, nah, but that's the messed up part about it. Listen, I was listening to a song by Mitchie Slick, and he said, you know, these the, the, the kids in the neighborhood don't even know that this old head who getting up to go to work in the morning was somebody who put in so much work. You know? He just ain't got time to be fooling around like that no more because he got to go to work in the morning. So he go to bed at a nice, decent hour. He ain't out there like that, so... Um, but listen, I, I was just listening to the. Uh, I had to go back and listen to the Breaking Adams this morning, so I've been posting lyrics of our culture on my Instagram. So I dropped the the first line by Nas today as my featured lyrics, and then I said, and then I said, you know, speaking of main source, we got the we got the uh, we got uh, Mr. Scratch on later today, so peep peep it. But um, oh, did you? Uh, I don't know if you missed it when he when he first came on. He said they uh, on the second album oh, they put out the last first feature. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he do. I don't do it, <laughs> but that's what he do. Hey, listen, like PTSD and all that stuff. So I, I be on the smoke. Hey, hey, let me tell you something. We had a we had a roster uh, on maybe about a month ago, and he was being real modest and cordial while we while we was talking to him. But once he saw Poe do that. He he was like, oh, I ain't know I could do that, man. He start he opened up. I thought this was hey, a family they, show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I was telling you, he was saying they they put out the locks too. They had the locks on their second album. Oh yeah, I did. I did read that y'all did debut Nas and the Locks. Yeah, hard. A lot of people don't realize how much stuff Main Stories is responsible for. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Nas was the very first record ever that anybody heard him on. You know, we put him on first. He was like 16 years old. So. And he was snapping on that joint. I know he was. No. <laughs> no, no, you know, it was nervous for us. We was like, whoa. You like, who is this? That line? <laughs> sure you want to go with that line? He was like, yeah, but she, like, Oh, yeah, yeah. He did say some controversial. Like, that could be controversial and stuff that he was, but he didn't care, right? No, I mean, bro, we're 16, 17, 18 years old. You know, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, what's the worst that can happen, right? <laughs> we're like the young and way at the time. Like, you know, we ain't thinking. We're just like, let's go for it, man. Hey, and, do us. and you speaking of that, that friendly game of baseball, you know, Sebo from Sacramento, he, he did a version of daily game of baseball. But he went to jail for his because... <laughs> he was, <laughs> no, he got locked up. Oh, but but they—I mean—they yeah. said it violated his First Amendment rights. But his his was so graphic that he was like, "Yo, f the governor." When the police yeah, pull you over and you on your second strike, shoot him. Yeah, 
But the hook, but the hook plus is just a friendly game of baseball. So when they try to pull you over, shoot them in the face, y'all. That's how that's how this hook went. But he ended up, and that came out probably like early. It might have been late nineties, like 97, 90, 98 time frame. But he was already in trouble, so he got in more trouble yeah. for putting that out. Or whatever. Team black boys, we ain't good shit. Uh, <laughs> so but nah, but 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 everybody that that is tuned in, you know, um, just let them know. I know, I know you you doing something, uh, totally you doing something different now. But I mean, if you want to just give a, a quick uh, a rundown of uh, who you are and what you do, and we'll get into the interview. That's we did history lesson. <laughs> let me tell you the story. So let me tell you <laughs> way back. Way back. Uh, for those who don't know, my name is Dizzy Scratch. I'm one of the third members of the group main source, the founding members. Um, my production credit goes all the way back to from Nas to The Locks to SWV to TLC to Madonna, Whitney Houston, uh, the OJs, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I've been in this game for like 35 years, mm. 35 platinum records. You know, I, I stay strong, stay true to it, you know, and just keep it real. But uh, yeah, Main Source is definitely responsible for releasing Nas, his very first record. And then The Locks, when we did our second album, Fuck What You Think, we put out The Locks. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep, yep, yep. And we put out Akinelli and you know, all the rest of the guys, you know, and Joe Fado and the rest of them, you know. So yeah, you know, we can get in the men. So, did they show love when they, they guess, blew up? Did they remember you, or, you know, or was it different? Time, everything was love, you know, and then, you know, things get, you know, rocks, you know, sex and rock and roll and drugs and all kind of craziness happens and people sometimes forget. But I, I mean, I, I don't hold no grudge against anybody. Right. You know, you went on, you did your thing. I'm happy for you. You know, I haven't spoken to Nas and, you know, eons, but, you know, I ain't got no grudge. You know, I'm happy to see him take off the way he did. You know, right, surprised right, right. to us. So I give that brother all kind of powers and blessings. But when you did hear that verse, you had to say, like, damn, this dude might be going somewhere, right? <laughs> It's kind of funny because, you know, he wasn't sure at the time when we were just all like, you know, I wish I could say like, you know, this was all planned out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, uh, the, um, what's the, uh, what's the, how it went. That was like the last track on the album, you know, mm-hmm. we were just trying to create a filler and we was like, you know what, let's just get everybody on this record. You know, it wasn't really planned out. It's like, let's pull some boys from our, our block. Yeah. Let's put them on. So Lars knew uh, uh, knew um, Nas, and he brought him in. And he says, "Yo, let's, let's let's give him a shot." You know, I didn't know what Nas was gonna do. You know, and mm-hmm. then he came. He wrote the lyrics. He sh- he showed us what he was gonna put down. I was sitting there like, "Yo, that's kind of ill, but damn, that's kind of risky." <laughs> you know, you got oh, yeah. religious and everything like that. And you know, this is you know you're talking about back in the days. So and that's what 80, 90, 91, right? You know, so it could have gone any way. But my mom, Sandra McKenzie, she was like, just go for it. Just do it. You know, I gave a lot of praises to my mom because she just, she was a r manager and everything. And she just said, just do it. And I was like, yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, go for it, man. And it turned out to be a classic song. So, so y'all went for it. No, no, it was just like that. We just went for it and just, you know, we were kids, you know, we didn't know. So. Thinking back at it now, like, yeah, that could have gone a different way. <laughs> That's true. But how, you know, how, and uh, so you said you 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 behind a lot of platinum platinum songs. So what you know, just give us a couple, a few of the songs that you were behind, some of the platinum songs that you were behind. Oh well, like I said, you know, I worked on the OJ's. Uh, What's stopping you from loving me? Uh, that was a hit single for them. Uh, I worked on Madonna, Human Nature, mm. big record for her. You know, mm-hmm. I worked on Queen Latifah. I worked on the beginning of uh, SWV when they were starting their career. Actually, in fact, we helped them get their first deal. Okay. So, uh, we worked on MC Light. Uh, shit. Hey. Will Smith, believe it or not. Yep. You know, we did a lot of stuff. And then I went on to do a lot of movie soundtracks. I did uh, Boys in the Hood, uh, Juice, House Party 3, and um, Spy Kids. You know, oh, which one, which, one, which one from Boys in the Hood? Oh yeah, I like white. I like um, all of them. Friendly game of baseballs and, uh, and uh, boys in the hood. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's not just right. even. Yeah, no, it's not just on the actual soundtrack. It's actually in the movie. 
you know. Mm. So no, it's definitely- now I gotta go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask you no, about, no, the, no. about the OJs, man, because that's like I know that felt real good working with the OJs, like somebody Yo. from back in the day like that. Like they like I know like, everybody else is cool, but OJs, man, that's like you know. Yeah, you know, they could have paid me for. They could have paid me nothing. I mean, <laughs> was, That's a fact. It was term. an honor. They could have paid me nothing. It was an honor. Uh, it was something I was. I was working with the track master at the time. Their manager, actually, their manager, Pro Control's manager, and um, he had this relationship with Gerald Laverne. He says, "Yo, they're looking for this next record for their, their, their his father." He says, "You want to come through?" I was just shit, sure. Of so course. I actually went in. You know, I went down, I met Joe in the studio. He was sitting right there like a chair like this and just like, yo, I got this track. My father's looking for a remix. Do you think you can do it? I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. I don't know if I could or not. But I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, so I did the track, I sent it to them, I didn't hear back from them. A month later, they called me playing the track. It's like, yo, you were trying to win. We're gonna do this. Bad. Like, mm. Bad. And it came out. It was good. It was good. I was, I was, I was well pleased. You know, I couldn't be happy. Is a lot. Is, is, is the game? Is is this industry um, more about talent? More about fate? More about your connections? Or is it all three? All three mixed up? <laughs> it's all of the above. I don't know if it's worse or better. How, in some sense, I like the fact that you can do things without the record company holding you down, like puppet masters. You know, you can make your money if you're, you know, persistent and focused on what you want to do. But now, it's a combination. You, know, you, you got these millennials, you know, no, no, no. that's what to them, but, you know, a lot of them are just not focused. You know, they want everything now. They don't have the patience. And YouTube kind of gives them that, you know, we can get it hot or I can get a, I can get, be a star overnight without putting any really work. No, the work still comes, man. If you want a longevity, the work mm-hmm. still has to be due. So, you know, you know, <laughs> it's it's media, you know. It's everything. It's just, you know, it's everything's everything. So it is what it is. But I, I take it all with a stride. You know, it has its good parts and the bad parts. All right, what you have, Paul? No, I'm going to ask you, how did you get into producing? By accident. Mm. <laughs> Straight up Straight up accident. You know, when we started Main Source, it wasn't about, oh, yeah, like, we want to be some cool boys and making hit records. You know, we just wanted to put out a record, you know, our vibe. You know, we didn't know what that was. You know, I wish I could say, yeah, it was all, like I said, master plan, but it wasn't. We were, again, 16, 17, 18-year-old, me being the oldest. We were just feeling it out like anybody else. But we had, you know, we used to DJ a lot around the block, so we had that advantage to us. So when the group broke up, lost. K-Cut was kind of lost. Lars Professor already had a jump because he was already working on um, stuff with uh, Eric B and Rakim. So he had that jump on us. And then K-Cut started getting some work and doing his thing. And then me, I was just sitting around like, man, what the hell am I going to do? <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I was used to being in the group. You know, even though I was the older hell, was also the shy one. You know, don't sound like it now, but at 17 <laughs> years old, 18 years old, what am I going to do? I need the group. <laughs> Nina, and then, are y'all from, you was from, all y'all from Toronto? Did y'all mean Toronto? No, we're, Kevin and I are brothers, so we're, we live, okay. we're born and raised, partially raised in, in Toronto. And then my mom came out to the States in the 70s, early 70s, like 75. And uh, we moved around a bunch of places. And um, we were mostly raised in Lefax City in Queens. My wife, my wife, uh, her, um, her auntie still live in the, Le- in the Mexico building in Lefax. <laughs> Oh, damn, really? Yeah, we, we were just yeah. over there because we had to go to Queen Center Mall to pick up... Look, I'm, I'm the worst, man. We live in Brooklyn, but like, if I want... Hey, I'm like that microwave society, too. So if I buy something... So this will happen. Man, this and this is this is, a, this is random useless information I'm about to give you. But what I did was I put an order into a Target in Brooklyn. Target said, hey, we got all your items except one. I said, man, I... And, but that was the main thing that I wanted. So... Yeah, yeah. My wife said, just have them ship it. I said, man, I'm finna have them ship it to another store. And then she was like, what? So I did it. I, picked, I, I sent it to the Queen store. And then they emailed me like an hour later. It was like, it was ready to pick up. So I had to trick her. I was like, we gonna run up to Brooklyn real quick. Then we gotta make one other stop. She was like, where does other stop at? I was like, we gotta run to Queens real quick and get that item. So yeah, she she went to school over there. I forgot what PS she went to. But yeah, they grew up, they grew up over there in, the, in, in Left Rack City. 
Yeah, man. Left Rock City, uh, 17th floor, the Brisbane building we were in. Mm. And that's that's the beginning of Main Source. Now, that's the concept of Main Source. The, the concept of Main Source originally started out as R&B in that building. By the time we left that place and we went to Corona Queens across the street from Shea Stadium, that's where the real hardcore main source started up. Hmm. You know, when we were thinking about, okay, let's get this rapping shit together. So K-Cut met Lars Presser in high school. I was already pretty much out. You know, and he brought him to me and he's like, yo, I got this boy. Like, you know, I think he's dope. And I'm like, all right, bring him. You know, I'm always a skeptic. I was like, yeah, bring him. And then he came to me. And I was like, but he got glasses. No, I'm not have got glasses. He's kind of a nerd. And he's like, no, no, the child got skills. So, you know, Paul rapped for me and I was like, yo, shit, he sounds dope. You know? And I'm thinking, okay, maybe this shit will work. And then his, at the name is at the time his name was Professor Lawrence, Professor Professor Juice Jones or something like that. <laughs> it was some crazy ass name. Eventually changed it to Lars Professor, and I was like, "Yep, you know that kind of works with the glasses and everything like that." Yeah, yeah. That, that, that might that might be that might be something. But I'm, no, I'm but we're still that, feeling it out. I would say the main thing I'd be liking about like uh, I feel like the people in the eighties, eighties and early nineties, they were still like trendsetters and originators. I feel like now it's like so much copying, but not, back then it was like... That was the beginning. That was the original. So y'all, y'all actually gave a blueprint for now because yeah. the, because you, y'all you didn't really have a blueprint unless, you know, maybe some rock and roll, maybe, but like... A lot of that, actually. Yeah. No, no, that's, no, that's very much real. I mean, this is early 80s, you know. We were coming up after, you know, stuff like, you know, the the shy lights and the gladys nights and those kind of you know the real groups so that's all i had to listen to but they were doing it for real mm-hmm. they go in the studio and they get it done we the real tapes you mess up you take the tape back and you start all over again <laughs> so we i mean i'm coming from that same time period very analog so all we knew how to do is not copy just make up some real shit you know mm-hmm. so you know it took time it took patience but we found our strides you know and like i said because we came from a westing background we did djing we had that little mixing and blending kind of vibe in our in our heart and soul so you know and um plus my mom and my grandfather he was mu- very musical so he taught us how to play stuff so you know kind of aided it without even us knowing you know it was almost like that mr miyagi shit mm-hmm. you don't know you're learning shit but you're learning shit right so, so on the album on breaking out it was like who's actually rapping on the songs yeah. Oh, which one? Like, like, or breaking albums on album. So, are you, are, were you guys actually rapping, or were you just doing the beats? No, K. Cut and I were always doing the music. And Lars Professor was the rapper. Yep. And then he became a, but then he became a, a he became a big producer, right? After yeah, that, kinda, we all started out being producers. You know? Ah, okay. We were all kind of, we all had our strengths. So, like, Lars Professor was deep into hardcore hip hop. K. Cut was into hip hop reggae and i was into hip-hop r&b without even really knew, knowing it but r&b was my flavor you mm-hmm. know that, that, i mean like i said the group originally started as r&b and then it kind of transformed into hip-hop but if you listen to like uh like uh just hanging out it has yeah. the nasty track that's that bam 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 you know the bam bam that's the reggae part that's k cut all the way then you know when you're looking at front looking at the front door that has a little r&b element that's mine all the way so, you know, we all had our elements. That's what made the groups kind of unique. Yeah. R&B, hip-hop, and reggae, you know? And it made us very unique and stand out from that point of view, you know? Right. But yeah, we were all kind of producers, amateur producers learning our craft. But, you know, like I said, Large Presser got to step off first, then K-Cub, and then me at the back. So before we, before we transition into more more recent times, at some point the, 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 the group broke up, but you guys got back together... Would you say that was attributed to just the age at the time and just figuring out this industry that you guys were in? We broke it up? <laughs> Starting out, you know, 16, 17, 18, you know, kids, you know, we don't know. You know, we arguing about getting in feelings, you know. <laughs> and when the group broke up, <laughs> we, we, we postured like, you can't tell me nothing, man. Well, don't call me, but I ain't going to call you. And it's like, looking back at it now, it's like, what were we arguing about? Yeah. Say, what did y'all break up for? Again, I couldn't tell you specifics, but it was really got down to a disagreement of who wasn't coming in the studio. It, it got really personal. Young boys posturing, you yeah. know, stuff, making a little money. You know, can't tell me nothing kind of bullshit. And that's what we do. 
That's what we do too. You, but you mess up some. You feel yourself. Yeah, you, you lost something. You're like, man, well, fuck you. I don't need you. Yeah, I don't need you either. And then it be like, messed up what? when you boys, because when you boys, you already know what you can say and really fuck them up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, uh, you really do anything. Like, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'll show you. You know, it's that kind of nonsense. Yeah, but that's what. That's what. Grown, grown men now were like, bro. That was stupid, right? And we was young and dumb. You know, wasted a lot of time, wasted, left money on the table, you know, stupid, stupid. Right, especially after, because I know, I know, yeah, after that first album, yeah, y'all was up there. People was talking about the second album, too, so I know, it hurt, it probably hurt, but, you know, it, sometimes you be like, yo, that stuff, you had to go through that stuff probably at that time, and not at a later age. Pain brings wisdom, man, I'm telling you. Sometimes uh, a lot, that's all that a lot of young people don't realize. Well, I can't feel like I gotta win all the time. No, you need to fail. Fail with Man, love. And strength. Love. You really believe in it. So when the group woke up, you know, I fell hard. I was like, damn. But that out of that taught me, like, you know, yo, you can do it your own, man. You pull yourself up. You know, you're one part of the group. You know, the group doesn't end you just because it's over. So I had to learn that lesson. I had to go through it. And then eventually, you know, I got a call, I think, from MC Light. And she's like, yo, can you do this track to me? And I was like, what? She's like, do the same thing you did on your album. I was like, what? Because <laughs> I didn't know what producer. Yeah. She says, just give me that vibe. I was like, all right, I'll give you that vibe. And that led to Queen Latifah and it led to something else and something else. And I was like, I was. He's like, oh, I got, got something here. Training. I got something going. Yeah. You know, it was on the job training. And I got better and better. And I was like, you know what? Huh. I can't do this on my own. You know? And, you know, 30 years later, I'm still here. I'd say you, you could almost aching into um, COVID. Like, look. People who went through COVID, like they say, if you if you wasn't creative or you couldn't find your creativity during that, <laughs> then you probably ain't got none. <laughs> Shit, COVID happened and I, I built this whole entire studio. Look, see, look. <laughs> exactly. You, know, you got to do something. I, a lot of people freaked out. I was like, man, I'm used to being by myself. We're on two acres now. I'm, being by myself is not a problem. So I was like, shit, let's do it. You know, but a lot of people freaked out. They need to be with people. They need to hang out. It's like, no, oh, man, I'm cool. I'm yeah, but if you were providing a service to people, you know what? Some people probably still looking for that, what you were providing to cope. And people yeah. probably didn't think about that. Like, man, I probably should keep putting out music because maybe the people that my fans need me to need me to get through what they're going through. Hey, I call that yeah. shit the gift and the curse because, like, I grew up poor, so when shit like this happened, I'd be cool. <laughs> Exactly. I agree exactly. COVID was a blessing and a curse for me. That was the mm-hmm. same thing. Because, you know, I said, it's like, because everything stopped, as you guys know. Everything stopped. Right. So I was sitting there like, okay, we had a little tour planned out and everything just dropped. And I was like, and my wife was like, why don't you finish off that record? And I was like, you know what? That's I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will. I sat here for two years. I worked on like 30 tracks. You know, mm. I got two albums ready to go, so now that everything's all kind of sold up, weed up, but yeah, we're, we're putting them out. <laughs> no, everybody, everybody being tricked. I was watching, you know, Cat Williams got a new uh, special on Netflix, I saw that. and he was talking about. He said black people be putting Doctor Fauci as they medical as they doctor on their uh, paperwork when they go to the doctor. He said black people love Doctor Fauci, boy. <laughs> I, I said, man, that stuff. Look, I didn't put no stock in nothing they were saying on TV. I put my mask on to check the mail. Look, anywhere I went, I had a mask on. You, you know, I just came outside just now. Everybody's like, oh, everything's back to normal. I was like, no, you can play Russian roulette if you want. Yeah, hey, man. That's what I said. My daughter walking around. I said, where your mask at? I left it at the house. Are you crazy? No, uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. But the, the studio, yeah, the studio looking nice. You got some plaques on the wall, and and you put that whole thing together during COVID. Yeah, well, secretly people don't realize I, I'm a I'm a I'm a badass producer. No, no, you know, yeah, yeah I, toot your own horn. Carpentry, carpentry <laughs> on the side, not for anybody else but myself. So I mean, I'm good with my hands, kind of thing. You know who else yeah, I built uh, it. You know who else I interviewed? And they were saying they do carpentry. Oh, yeah. special ed. Get out. Yep, he was doing that shit while I was interviewing him. Cause I was trying to get him on the camera, but I guess he was working while I was interviewing him. He was helping this homie out. I was like, all right. Yeah, no, no. I, I do, you know, a little carpentry. I paint, you know, I do a bunch of stuff. So, you know. Hey, I be feeling you like, like with that my man game, up, man. I be like, I don't know that shit. I be feeling like, man, 
I need to learn that shit. That shit good to know. Save some money, especially if you got a house. Yeah. Yo, I, I didn't do well in school, but I did well in wood shop, so uh, that shit came in handy. <laughs> definitely. They took that shit out of school, though. That's the thing. And shit, they, they don't got that. Like, back in the day when I was going to school, I remember they had Votech. They don't got Votech no more. Yeah, we got the pick from home economics or wood yeah, shop. Home economics, they had yeah, auto mechanics. No, yeah, 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 all that shit making Auto mechanic, woodshop, that thing saved me, you know. My best subject, woodshop, auto mechanic, and science. Yeah. That thing saved me. Everything else, history. It is what it is. <laughs> you know, but music, man. We, 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 we will talk current events, yeah. man. We will talk current events with you. Uh... Oh, I'm going to ask you about. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. You heard about that? What happened? I missed it. He was talking about the uh, the young thug thing. No, what, what happened with that? No, Man, they, they, they got a whole Rico law against him and his, all his whole record label. Oh, damn. See, yeah, I'm out I'm working in the studio, I don't hear nothing on what's going on in the public. It's all come up for air. What's going yeah, on? Fill me in. They took down his whole, basically, I think they took down like 15, 20 of his uh, people. They got him with a Rico law and they used all his uh, uh, lyrics against him, like three or four singles. Yeah. No, nah. nah, I didn't hear about that. No, I missed that one. I gotta look that up. No, we just said we always attribute it to like. Hey, little man. Say hi. Yeah, he he bust the door open. I said, "What you doing? <laughs> you can't be doing. That. You can't be busting in the door. I'm working." But no, I he don't he don't understand that because he too he like work. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that. But yeah, no. Nah. Now, nah, but we you know look like we said we talk about the current state of hip hop, so it's like. We is is art. It's an art form, but now it ain't got to where like so, like some people would say back in the day. If I rapped about uh, murder or rapped about drug selling, I was doing it because I saw it in my neighborhood. I wasn't doing it. I was influenced, but now it's like y'all talking about crimes and. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Look and, then, like, and look, would you be somebody like a pioneer in the game? No one really talked about stuff like that. No, because it was probably forbidden. Like, yo, what you, what you doing? Like, what? But now it's like we're gonna talk about what we just did. Go, to, we're gonna do the crime. Go to the studio, make a song about it. But now we want to know how the police know to come after us. <laughs> Bro, you just gave the roadmap. I mean, come on. It, it's like Mar Mar Lawrence. Mar Lawrence said on uh, Def Comedy Jam back in the day. He, the dude, got Raheem on his jacket, and the police say, "Come over here, Raheem." He said, "Who snitched on me? It's on your coat." Like y'all, 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 y'all gotta, y'all gotta think, man. Like so, and even if you didn't do anything, if you talk. So this is the thing, if you innocent, but now you they looking and listen to all your music and all your music is talking about the same thing that they got you for. Nope. Uh, super though I am. Mm-hmm. You know. I got it on mute. <laughs> yeah. Close the door. Good looking young boy, nice. No, I had to. I had to get. I had to call a uh, Sandman on him. My wife came and got him just now. He mad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so currently, I was listening to the your, your, the current stuff. What? Uh, um. So is what? What? What genre is it? Is, is, is it more, more like a pop R and B? It's R and B alternative. You know. It's, okay. It's my interpretation. The album's called um, "The Art of My Noise." It's just my noise of my interpretation of different sounds. Like, you know, I, I don't do today's hits. I do tomorrow's music, mm-hmm. I have to say. You know, so I like main source. I don't try to do anything that's going on right now. Like, I love that Bruno Mars joint, you know, and but I won't go in that direction. If he's doing that. Oh, that thing, that thing fire, though, ain't it? It is fire. So he's already doing it. He, he went back forward this way. You know? But see, that's a man. But don't you, but see, you. but it's going to be people that's going to try to do it, though. Now. 
No, 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 no. He, he, then it's already done. You can't do it if it's already done. You know, because yeah. you get it out, it's already old. The next thing is out, right? Yep, you know, exactly. So I've never, you know, subscribed to that kind of knowledge. I just like, you know, I turn things off and I sit here and I make up my own stuff and the vibe. So, you know, Tribo is the first record from this album. And it was just something just like that, my interpretation of it. You know, I just wanted to get something a little jungle, a little vibe, you know, something different, you know. Po, you got tribal? Po, you got it? Can you pull up the tribal video? We'll play it. We'll play both of them. I think we got both of them. I think MJ told us uh, the new one is... uh, She Moves. She Moves, yep. So, like I said, like... R&B was always part of my, you know, repertoire. So when we were doing main source, R&B was still always a part of it. So when the group broke up, you know, that's one of the things I got to express more. Mm-hmm. Your R&B, you know, and bring it out forward. It always is rooted in hip hop as far as the beat is concerned. But the R&B is definitely that flavor of mine that I want to express and bring out. So I'm going to be doing a lot more of that. I'm going to pull in some hip hop in there too. Yeah. To get my background. But, you know, R&B is my, my soul, you know, the way I flow, you know. Yeah. And, and and as a producer currently, is, do artists reach out? How does that work? Artists reach out to you and say they need something. Are you are you reaching out to artists seeing if they need something? Um, currently, I did so many tracks with so many different artists that when I wanted to put out this record this time, I want to do this for me. Mm. I've done a, you know, uh, hey, I, I ain't stopping anywhere coming in. You know, in fact, uh, my my production company is called Magnetic Entertainment, so we are open for business, people. You know, we do big budgets and small budgets. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, as long as you have a budget and you're focused, you know, you bring it to us. So, you know, you can check us out on our website. But, uh, no, nah, man, it's like just, just, just keeping it real and just doing it. So, you know, production never stops. So you get what you pay for? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> you're like, yo, I got $100. You're like, I got $100 D for you real quick. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, a, a decent budget with some reason, you know. Hey, that's a, hey, but that's something we that's something we need to preach because a lot of these yeah. artists they don't. I'm like, yo, what's your budget? Oh man, I really ain't got a budget. I got, uh, then you know, you know, we can't talk. We like, can't talk. You can't get on the bus without some money. So I mean, hey, hey look, talk to <laughs> him. You really want this? I'm just saying, you know, that you think the march dies, you gotta, you know, you get, I'm not gonna rape anybody, but it's like, you know, you gotta pay what you gotta pay for the reason. Definitely. You know, I'm not hitting, I'm not, you know, the bigger companies can afford ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. No, the younger guys, you know, you got a couple of grand, that's right. Nice. You can put something mm-hmm. together. But I'm always gonna give you 100% my best. Definitely. Yeah. So, hold on, Paul. This is, uh, She Moves, I think. He playing, what's, the, and what's this one? Can you, uh, tell us what's, what's, what She Moves? So, you know, it's just my, my version of respect to women you know mm-hmm. my mom was a very powerful person and she did a lot of things for us you know and I, I'm just reinterpreting of how she made a lot of things work you know and with just to her fingertips just made a lot of magic things work with her fingertips so it's my interpretation of that done kind of sexier you know this kind of cool vibe for visual effects but you know it's just a vibey track yeah alright we're gonna play it's it called She Moves so check it out man
moves and your touch with a fingertip. Why they had the mask on? Uh, this is during COVID. <laughs> so yeah. this is at the end of COVID. Post said they got to put their mask on. Post said they could take their mask off for the video and then put it on after. I and I thought know. it was more made more, you know, mysterious. They do, but then I want to see how they look. <laughs> look at him. <it>, he like. <laughs> He's like, secretly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> What's but no, nah, I, I I I see I see what you was doing, and, and I mean I, I mean like I said, I like it. it, it it's it's something new, like but like you said, you you doing stuff for what's for tomorrow, and not today. Exactly. So you will get if some people don't get it right now because that's gonna be something that's coming. No, I I make no qualms about that. It's like not everybody's gonna like everything, but you're gonna like something on this album. I guarantee. You. So oh. you know. Sometimes it's gonna go over people's head, and sometimes people are gonna get it. So they'll come back yeah, to it later. That's been my cursing and blessing when it comes to production. People get it, and some people don't. So it's cool. Definitely. You know? I see you got the guitar. You play? You play guitar? Uh, this one in the background is actually a collection one that I got from Tom Petty. What? Estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little Tom Petty estate. They uh, gave it to you. No, I paid for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, hold on. Let's see if I can get it. Oh, that thing, nice. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. And Tom Petty's signature is right here, somewhere around there. Okay. Signed it. No. So you know, I got something from the legend. You know. Yeah, that's nice. And what's the plaque next to it? Oh yeah, what's yeah, what's that? We got Tom Petty signing it. I don't know if you can see it. Mm. Oh yeah, that's dope. Yeah. yeah. So you know. So uh, I, I've been asking people lately on the show, what, what's this? What's the ceiling for you, or do you have one at all? What's that? What do you mean? For, like for, as far as far as what you as far as when, yeah, because you know, Lil Wayne was on a show and he was saying they was asking him when would he stop. He was like, man, I don't know, but when when the words just stop forming in my head, I guess that's when I'm a. That's when I'm going to shut it down. Yo, man, I started out as, you know, early as, what, 13 when I started the concert for Main Source. And the time we came out, I was like 18. So I'm 52 now. So. <laughs> He's been you doing know, that for yeah. many, many moons, right? You know. And it's still, and you're still getting fresh ideas, even now. Yo, I, I built a studio 20 feet from my banjo. You know, don't do that. I'm crazy. So <laughs> I'll go to the real small house, bro. <laughs> so, yeah. No, we're gonna keep moving. Yeah. You know, you just get up and roll to the go to the studio, huh? <laughs> you just roll yeah. out of bed, you just crawl like, over. Huh? Like, I was like, "Where you going? I, I got an idea, honey." Like she's like, "All right." Hey, that's like, good because you, you, you ain't got like, especially if you marry, you ain't got to worry about her. Cause I know, you know. She like you were going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. She, I know where his ass at. He in that studio. <laughs> Twenty feet around. <laughs> 
<laughs> with no rules around. I know where your hand is. Yeah, down the block. Right here. Uh -huh. All the time. It, it, I live here 24 hours a day. <laughs> you, uh, you got children? Yeah, I got they children. In the, they in the industry? Uh, my son helped me do the film. He's in the film industry. So he helped me put the video together. So that's what he does. My two daughters are artists. You know, they're like 21, 27 years old. So they're growing. They're pretty much out of the house. Oh, yeah. They're doing their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm an MPS now. So, you know, daddy's getting to get back to him now. So fully. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be a lot of work coming out of that studio. Oh, I got new artists coming up and a bunch of stuff. I'm going to do like kind of we did with Nas and the Locks. I'm going to bring up some new artists. So it's coming. It's definitely coming. Oh yeah, you stay tapped yeah. in with us. We will stay tapped in with you. We had them artists on whenever they want to, whenever they want to do something. Because you know that's what we like to do, man. You know we 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 just want to bring the culture to the people, man, in the right way. Like we don't want to talk about no drama. We don't want to talk about why you got locked up. We just want to know what you do. And and we don't even really sometimes we don't even get into the music because we 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 realize that. People can like people are like you for something other than what you rapping and singing about. They might like you because you got a pet turtle, <laughs> and that look you got people like oh man, I got a pet turtle too, you know, you know, and they ain't even heard no music yet. They ain't heard none of music. Now they want to go listen to your music. You know, similarities. You know, just vibes. Sometimes it's just about vibes. You know, and that's what we and try to create. Like when we, you know, because you can't like. You know, I, I sit here and I got the studio, but you can't always come with music. Sometimes you got to just stand vibe. So that was one of the reasons of me pushing to the place I have. So we can just vibe out, just relax. You know how studios can be. Sometimes it can be so sterile. So mm -hmm. the environment I try to make here is nice and comfortable. You know, there's a couch right behind here. I sometimes sleep with it. And we just vibe. Huh. Just playing all day long. That's the life. Yeah, I'm going to be, you know, trying, you know, trying. <laughs> you know, can't, the world's stressful enough, man. You gotta find your serenity. That's what we was gonna ask you about. What you uh, that, that Buffalo thing, man? Look, I saw the DA posted something. He gonna say, "I'm just want the public to remember that this person is innocent till proven guilty." I'm like, "Yo, can you couldn't pay me enough to put that statement out? I don't care what my t what my what my position is. I'm the D because I've seen some judges that was upset." With the defendant and didn't care about, probably didn't really care about their rights because of what they did. So, you as a DA, just don't put nothing out at all. Yeah, I wouldn't have said nothing. I, I always find it interesting that, you know, I know the law is the law, but seriously, this is kind of like a, it's, it's, it's one and done. That's shutting this open. <laughs> it should be shut down, the boy should be locked away. That's a fact. And you know, if he was black, he technically would Man, look, tell me, let me tell you this. I just saw, man, look. If that was a reverse black man shooting up a white supermarket, yeah. he wouldn't have had time to do nothing. So he shot, I think one of the officers was black. He shot and killed one of the officers. Mm -hmm. That was a white officer that he shot and killed and he was a black man. Done deal. Put him them on the street. Done. Everybody would have been like, who are y'all? It's over. Look, what, what, we do? what Poe said today. Poe telling me today. They kill, look, they killed the unarmed black people and captured the armed white people. How that work? Exactly. Because I said they don't fear. It ain't no fear in that. They not. They they was not afraid. This dude that went in there and killed ten people, and y'all still wasn't scared of him. So, so what happens if uh, one of us goes to their own town, shoot up their own little mall? You know, how's that gonna look, bro? They gonna man, look. They gonna shoot you a hundred times, yo. Look, you, you won't even make it out. He he was able to take the gun. Move it to his neck in front of the police, and they ain't shoot. Mm -hmm. Any movement I would have made with that gun, they would have green light. Man, they shoot us just trying to get our driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get shot. So, no, I said, do you know how many? Always like this. <laughs> do you know how many black people got lynched before they got a trial back in the day? Man, look, like thousands of them. They ain't never give us no fucking free every time, Look. anytime the shit go. They used to, you know, him and Till, that bitch lied and fucking said he did that shit, he didn't do that shit, and they just lynched that nigga like, I mean, not nigga, but. <laughs> I, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, somebody said. That shit crazy. Hey, somebody. Man. Somebody said, why KKK ain't never been brought up on Rico? They said, how you, they said, how you gonna rush yourself? They said, how you gonna, how you gonna indict yourself? I said, man, you know, that stuff is crazy. 
But look, how... No, but how do you keep showing us stuff? It's, it's like a slap in the face to us because y'all keep showing it to us and we never... I don't know if we see it. We see it, but we don't do nothing. I'm like, look, they show you every day how they still messed up. Because ain't no way an 18-year-old... Look, ain't no way 18-year-old should know to be racist or nothing like that. This is book I'm reading right now. What's that called? Stop drinking, man. All right. All right. But then I started reading it, and this shit from 1928. Man, yep. it's like it's like he talking today. Yep. Yep. 1928. Nothing's changed. You know, yeah. pretty much the same. He was saying, like, after, he just like, moved he, up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He was talking about going back to Africa and stuff. I just think, when I just say Africa, that just mean, like, black people coming together, but. That's the only way we're going to make it, man. Like, we got to come together, man. Like, ain't going to be no other way. Like, we used to. Yeah. We used to. You know, we have to find our strength and really, really pull our stuff up. We got enough black millionaires and billionaires. We need to create our own little situation, you know. You know, yeah, the white you... folks, they, they create their Warner Brothers. The Asians have their Hong Kong bank. You know, they can put their stuff. Where's our black bank? I was hey, talking about this the other day. We don't have anything by like real infrastructure. Yeah, I mean, say you can't be, can't be no one. You can't be a millionaire just by yourself because you're a target. You, you See, can't we get a little do- comfortable. We make a little money and we forget. It's like, nah, it's about we forget it. about the struggle yeah. after we get some money. Yeah, I man, you got people making a hundred thousand a year that forget about the people that's in the bottom. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then you still pay yeah. They be like, hide the money, yeah. shit. Poor people around this book. You know, so. No, you can't. You can't. You know, you got to look back. You know, look, I mean, exactly. Look what we did for now. Look what we did for the lot. Yeah. We could have just kept, we could have just kept going. But look what that, that man's a multimillionaire. He's got more money than I do. Man, look. I'm like, bro, bro. That's what nah, I'm you mean, you're a multimillionaire, though. You know? Hey, that's all. You know, Poe, because Poe kind of broke Megan Thee Stallion and the baby. He interviewed them before they yeah. blew up. But it's like, come on, man. And you you would have you I, I feel like if you those people you have to remember that though even though you are ascended like damn I still remember when when shit nobody even knew who I was and this dude Poe brought me on the podcast and, and let me talk about and let me talk about who I am you even no matter no matter how big you get you should never forget that beginning stuff because that's what humbles you. Yeah, no, no. I know Pope be feeling some type of way sometimes, but he be like, I don't care about it or whatever. But I'll be like, shit, man, if I had them people on here and they was this and they blew up after, no matter what they had going on, when nobody was really interviewing them at that time. No, that's yeah. why I asked you earlier. That, that When I asked you that question, that's why I asked you because I wanted to see what you was going to say. But I feel like how Dizzy was saying, like, that feel yeah. good still. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm proud of I'm So when he got his Grammy, he was like, there you go, huh? Finally. For best album, look, I, hey, that album, that hit when he got with Hit Boy though, like Hit Boy just opened him up to a larger, more. Because when I grew up in California, we didn't really listen to Nas because we ain't like the beats. In California, we was more, we was more like if you got a beat, but we don't care what you talking about, as long as you got a nice beat. So it was hard for West Coast people to grasp the Illmatic tracks, except for the ones that was samples, but like the other songs, so. It's kind of like, but when he got with Hit Boy, it was like, yo, this is this is everybody gonna like these these songs, and he finally got that that best out, best rap album Grammy. Yep, yep, yep. You still out in L.A.? No, I, I moved now. I'm in Brooklyn. Poe was in San Diego. Yeah, oh, damn. Yeah, I'm in I'm in Brooklyn, New York. We met in the Marines. We was Marines in like 2000. Oh damn! Yeah. Really? I didn't know that backstory. Yeah, then he started. Yeah, he started podcasting in 2006. I got out. I got out the military in 2012. But I would. I would at 2006. I would just come on and just provide little mixes for him on a podcast, do some comic relief. But then we started doing this thing together in 2016. I think we started just two black brothers. So we've been doing this since 2016. It's a slow grind, bro. But like we we. It's a slow grind. Started in the early '80s, man. You know, 1980s. Like you know, it took us 10 years just to find our spots. You know, and we nobody gave us nothing. We had to do it on our own. So I get that hustle. Yeah. People, people seem like, yo, bro, but you're doing it. Yeah, bro. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, nah, because you know you, nobody helped me. And, you know, I couldn't get on stuff like this. You know. Yeah, we it, we we started our interview with the studio. Right, we started our interview with MC such and such. Now look who we talking to. You know, <laughs> so it's like the grind pays off. Yep, yep. No, it does, and a lot of people don't get that, man. We went to bus to bus to studio, you know. So and back, back, you know. So yeah, before we could drive whips and win everything, you know, we walking. <laughs> oh, I feel you, but uh, look, look, we look, we we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Um, any 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 anything you drop in new, come on, come chop it over. We'll we'll break it for you. We'll play it for you. Uh, we'll purchase it. We do it. We we make sure we purchase anything that our artists, anything that our guests put out. We will try to go and purchase it if we know if we get a, a heads up on it. So thank you again. Any any anybody you want to give any shout outs to? Before we get out of here, uh, you know, uh, my publicist MJ, you know, for hooking us up. Shout out MJ. MJ's amazing, you know. Uh, Rob Schwartz from uh, Who Man, you know, for putting putting this old boy back on the street. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, gave him a lot of places to him, man. He had no idea. He's like, "Yo, let's do it." I'm like, "Ah, you don't even know what I got." He's like, "Yo, you made source, let's do it." So Rob Schwartz, man, thanks for the hookup. All right, uh, and um. Just look out for my new record. You know, it's called uh, Anything Is Possible. That's the next record. That's going to have Mikey D on that one. That's going to be a cool joint. Okay. And um, check me out on YouTube and Instagram. I'm on streaming on all, all networks, especially on YouTube, people. Just go Dizzy Scratch. You know, check out the videos. Like and subscribe, people. It costs you nothing. Do that. And just show your, show your brother a little love. All right. Last thing before you go. Definitely. Last thing before you go. You, you're hosting a dinner party. I like to I like to see where people head is that you hosting a dinner party, right? You can invite three people to this dinner party, dead or alive. Who you inviting and what you serving? Ooh, so we we slight vegetarians here, but uh, I, I like some shrimp scrampy. So uh, who am I inviting? Terry Lewis, uh, our, our, our appraisal voice. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Else? Real quick. Uh, Quincy Jones. Okay. Definitely's got to be there because uh, I met him once and he had a lot to say, and I just stood there like a <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> My plaques meant nothing to him. I didn't care. I was just like, huh. I'm, I'm listening. So, uh, yeah, th- those are my two two main people. And uh, just for a little flavor, I'll probably bring my girl Jill Scott because I love her. Ooh, I'll be, I'm coming to that one then. Hey, I'm knocking on the door. Is Jill still there? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't care. Big Jill, skinny Jill, bring it. It don't home. matter, right? Uh, bring it. Bring all that love. All right, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's what's up. Paul, anything before we go? Nah, it was nice talking to you, brother. Hey, he the Russell Simmons. He thank you. Doc, thank you for coming out. God bless you. Good night. That's, all, that's what he does. <laughs> You know, you know. <laughs> That's what he do. But all right. <laughs> all right, sir. Be good. All right, we out. All right, man. I'll let you.